Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, my work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better. And yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I am talking about why this podcast might not be for you. <laughs> oh, not a very expected title to be discussing, but it came up to me when I was out uh, feeding my horses and just really felt like what I've been calling myself to know within myself and to share. So that's what I'm going to do. Why this podcast may not be for you. And this is not scripted. I have no notes. All I had was a reminder of that title because um, I had it in my mind when I went out to do the horses. And then I, of course, had to do all kinds of things like make lunch and I made myself a cup of tea, which I normally don't. I checked on the chickens. Um, I held a cat. <laughs> I can kind of get distracted. Um, so I wrote that down. But otherwise, this is all just coming off the cuff, if you will, uh, flowing as as it always is with my episodes. Um, and that is maybe my first point which is if you are looking for some kind of, you know, step-by-step -step Bible for what to do or what I think you should do, um, that's not what you're going to get here. Because uh, I don't think it works like that. I've found that every time I've tried to find some kind of step-by-step -step Bible or step-by-step -step system to get to the thing that I think that I want, that it doesn't serve me. One, I don't get to the thing that I thought that I want. Or two, I get to the thing I thought I wanted and then I don't want it anymore. Or I realize it isn't what I really wanted or it just seems so fleeting. It didn't really have meaning to me. Um... So, you know, there's that. Um, I also find and have found that when I have kind of wanted a step-by-step -step Bible, 
it's because I've been feeling afraid. I've been feeling like I don't know how to navigate and I want someone else to kind of take the wheel for me and um, give me all the answers because I feel like I can't do it myself. And um, what I found is that when I do that, sure, I can give my energy to someone else. I can, it's really giving my power away to someone else when I believe somebody has all the answers for me, but it always comes back to bite me in the behind because I later find out that it wasn't really what I wanted. It didn't serve me. Um, And, you know, trying to find a step-by-step thing that is going to work that I just follow um, just has never served me. So if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to get it here because I don't buy into that anymore. I have not found it works for me at least. Um, So that's one thing. Um, Another thing is if you're looking for some kind of I guess it kind of falls into part one, but some kind of like formula for manifesting, um, you know, for making things happen. Um, I don't have all the answers. What I have come to understand is that I become more aware and as I become more aware by doing a lot of the stuff that I do talk about in this podcast by, you know, practicing it and, and, um, you know, kind of doing it in my life that I become kind of more aware and more awake and aware and conscious to my truth, my reality and things in the outer world that I haven't understood. And, um, When I have ever felt like I wanted to manifest some kind of one thing, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's it's almost like, it's like going for a piece of dirt when you could have, you know, an entire planet of amazing beauty. It It's like, it, it just, um, it doesn't. It is never, it has not served me. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. Hold on. Okay. Sorry about the slurping, but it's a really good tea. It's a Yunnan tea. I love Yunnan tea. And it's my second cup today, which I don't normally do, but I felt like doing it today. Um, anyway, so the manifesting thing, you know, I... I think I really tried to understand it in the period of, of, um, 2018 to 2020 when I had my first creating from the inside out podcast, because it was such a, such a word being used in the circles of, of law of attraction and Abraham Hicks. And, um, I never really used it before then, but everybody was kind of using that word. So then I was like, well, I should kind of understand what this is about and what I 
kind of have come to understand is that I innately have always been like, like at some level have been manifesting things that I want in my life. I just didn't use that word and I didn't really understand how I did it. Um, And listening to other people tell me rules about how to manifest things. Um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like, it's like a cheap fix that isn't really a fix. It's, it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't ever, it doesn't ever pay off. It's like a shiny surface and there's nothing underneath it. What I have found is that the process of what I've done in my life that I now realize is a process of manifesting, which is bringing an experience into my um, my physical experience, if you will, um, that I have been learning how to do this my whole life. And one of the one of the things well not one of the things but a big thing i've come to understand is that it's not that i don't know how to do that or that i didn't know how to do it it's that it's almost like there were all these mm, misbeliefs misconceptions about what that is that um and what I'm doing and how I do things and how I live and who I am and all of that that uh it's almost like I've need to be needed to become or I've been calling myself to become aware of and unlearn so it's almost like The manifesting, um, in the way that I really think about it now, uh, which really is creating the things that I truly, truly just really love and feel a real strong connection to kind of at a heart and soul level, um, versus a oh, give me that thing and then I'll feel okay for five minutes kind of a thing. Um, but the, the first category that when I, when I simply, it, 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 it's like that is always happening for me. It is always happening for me. It is something I've done all my life. The difference is that I didn't realize how much I was getting in the way of doing that with all these other beliefs and untruths about myself, about the way I should be or the way I should live, that um, I'd been taught that were making it harder for me to do what it is I simply do naturally. What it is that I do that I'm meant to do that I know how to do. Um, but I didn't really realize or know that's what I was doing. So it's almost like a, mm, almost like a 
kind of like seeing my past and seeing that I had been creating these things without an awareness that I was doing it. Let me give you an example. Um, one of the things, it's a horse example, actually. Um, so, you know, in, if you've, I haven't talked too much about the horses on this podcast, but I have a whole other, sorry about the slurping, but you're having a cup of tea here with me. That's what we're doing. So, um, if you hear the slurping, just, I don't know, do you slurp your tea? I, I slurp mine, especially this stuff. It's so good. Um, if I haven't talked much about the horses, I have two horses. I got back into horses. Horses were my world as a kid, my entire world, my life. And, um, and then I, I quit, uh, when I went to college, um, cause I felt like I had to, and I had periods of going back into it. Um, and then, uh, between like my twenties and up to my early thirties, um, uh, like maybe 30, 31, something like that. And then, and then no horses at all for, you know, over 20 years. Um, can you do the math and see how old I am? Maybe you can. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so no horses, no riding at all and no owning horses. Then, you know, fast forward, move to Montana, right? Like suddenly horses come back into my world. And I have a whole podcast um, about this, uh, about, well, yeah, uh, about my life with horses called Riding from the Inside Out. And I also have another podcast that was just a limited number of episodes called Adventures in Ranching about starting our house and being able to set up our property to have our horses. But the thing about horses that's related to this example is that I had this like heart and soul like draw to ponies and horses like at age four. I think it was like age four and then age five I started actually doing something related to it um, because uh, my sister had a pony that she had access to and I started riding or being able to ride it a little bit and then I started riding on my own and yada yada and then it was like horses were my thing. And when I say I lived, breathed, slept horses 24 seven, I mean, like, literally, I was one of those girls, like every book in the library read inside it out. Um, you know, we didn't have the internet back then. So uh, any magazines were like dog eared, you know, um, I mean, I studied the evolution of the horse uh, species for fun. Um, <laughs> it goes on and on, and on and on and on. But here's the thing. Life circumstances caused me to, I don't know. I mean, I I don't believe it was life circumstances. I really believe there was something in my soul that was connected to horses that um, caused a series of circumstances in which... I had the opportunity to be around horses and ponies and it was part of the calling of my soul, of my being, of my heart. Um, and, um, and what ended up happening is I ended up learning kind of 
having to learn how to work with a really challenging uh, pony uh, because I didn't have any other options. Like my parents, well, first they did buy me um, an untrained pony that I was scared of. And, um, and then I, I couldn't handle her. And then I had no pony and no horse and I was going crazy. So I ended up being able to, um, start riding this other pony that was just as bad as the first pony, but I, I did things differently. And what I ended up doing was I ended up like through the kind of like the necessity of wanting that pony to be in my life, um, having answers come to me, answers that didn't come from a trainer or didn't come from riding lessons. And they really didn't come from any books. Um, you know, there were only so many books in the library and, uh, you know, it was whatever my little local town would get. Um, so, you know, the horse section was pretty small. Um, and it really kind of came from me tuning into myself and, what I didn't realize was I kind of like fast forward. I, I ended up having that relationship with that pony turn into the pony started doing really well. And we started doing 4-H together. And, you know, he went from being this like kind of really bad pony, quote unquote, you know, bad behavior pony, quote unquote. I say that because it wasn't really that he was bad behavior, but that's what he was exhibiting to the outer world. Um, to being able to really be in partnership with this pony. Okay. And what ended up happening is, is I learned a lot from that. I didn't really know how I did it. And then I went on to ride other horses and ponies and I had like this kind of like way with them. And, um, and then that kind of went through my whole childhood, um, through to me, you know, being more of a teenager and riding, um, you know, at a very serious level, competing and doing really well and showing, um, doing, uh, jumping. And, um, I'm not going to get into all the, the different stuff about that. You can check the other podcast out if you're horsey and you want to know about that stuff. But my point is that it's like, I didn't really know what it is that I did. I just knew that somehow this like magical stuff kind of happened and I didn't really understand it. And people would just kind of see it in me. Like trainers that I kind of got to know would just be like, they would just see that I had this kind of like, like this gift. And I didn't really, you know, know how I had been allocated this gift or what I had done or, or any of it. Um, but it wasn't until getting back into horses, that I started to become aware that that's not something that everybody just did or had as an awareness, um, that I had literally like manifested that I had, um, created that in a way I had created this awareness and this, um, consciousness to be able to do this thing that, you know, a, a little girl probably shouldn't have been able to do, uh, according to the books and according to the trainers. And yet I did. Right. And I've had this happen so many times in my life, like, um, you know, like just, I'm not going to go into actually 
all these things, but like there are a number of things where people are like, how did you learn how to do that? Or how did you do that? And I'm like, well, I just kind of like listened to myself and did it. And this is what I really truly believe is the process of, you know, what the word manifesting should really mean, which is about creating um, and understanding how to utilize our energy and our flow in, you know, empowering ourselves and creating and having the kinds of experiences in our, in our lives that we can have. And um, the reason I bring up the horse example is because I didn't really realize what I had done. It was like, it, it kind of took me having studied a lot of this and, and gone down along a, a lot of wrong paths in not in the horse world, but just in the whole kind of like understanding the spiritual world and myself and, and my own energy and my guidance and all of that, that I've come to understand that, um, this has always been within me, but it's where I've gotten mixed up is when I have kind of like tuned into what was not in me. And then I've had to become aware of that and unlearn that. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's like what I have come to see is that when I'm in tune with myself, I naturally am able to do and create things um, and always have been when things are not like that. It is because there's always been some kind of thing I've bought into or teaching I've subscribed to, belief system I've adhered to, um, lack of awareness about some aspect of what I was really doing or myself that I've not kind of seen yet. Um, and that that is what has created the challenge or the struggle. And so if, if you think that this podcast or you're looking for a podcast with like a step-by-step, um, manifesting, you know, uh, checklist, uh, you know, 10 things to manifest your, your X, Y, Z, you know, fill in the blank. You're not going to get it here. Um, because I don't think that's the way it works. I think that it's in some ways so much more simple than that. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of recycled that is confusing, um, to us about what we can naturally do or what we naturally have the ability to do. Um, but it really comes from an inner job of being able to come to that awareness within yourself based on what you've taken in and what you've experienced that gets you to that place of knowing. And you know, nobody else is going to have that exact, that exact, you know, kind of right set of answers. 
Who has it? You do. Your own self, your own heart and soul, your own deepest inner guidance has it. So if you're going to look for that from me, you're not going to get it because I'm not you and you're not me. Um, here's, here's though what I, what I do do is I share what I've learned for me and what I've learned about me and what I've learned and experienced and become aware of. And I like to share it. And um, what I find is that it's like if you can, if there's something kind of like drawing you to, to, to this, it's not because you're looking to me to give you the answers um, or for me to give you all the right and wrong things to do. Um, there's something you're calling within yourself to become aware of or question. So it might be that what I'm saying um, is exactly the thing that you are calling yourself to hear because you're in the same boat as the circumstance that I'm talking about. And so it can kind of, kind of like be a useful thing in that way. Or it might be that something I'm saying is contradicting your path and your situation. And this is an opportunity for you to say, well, wait a minute, I'm not experiencing that right now. I'm not agreeing with that right now. Um, she's saying this, but that doesn't feel right for me. And that is also another way of tuning into yourself and listening to yourself and becoming more aware for yourself where you're at. And I'm not the one that's going to know where you're at. And frankly, it's not my job. And that's between you and you. And so on this podcast, I'm not going to make any prom promises like that. I'm not doing that kind of thing. Um, I think that there was, there was a time in which I felt like in my own awareness, like if I was going to share something, I had to make sure that it was always, you know, perfect and time tested and exactly the right proven thing for everybody else to hear. Um, and uh, I could do 10 episodes on this because that's just, it's, um, that has come from some lies and misconceptions, um, culturally, you know, that, that I think that we have in the world. Um, the idea that I could even do that. Um, second of all, like, Anytime I've ever tried to do that, it has been such a burden to try to be responsible for taking care of other people. Have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to kind of like be this like perfect caretaker for somebody else and like be the right thing for them and be responsible for them and do the right thing for them? Have you ever found with that like even if you love them, and even if you really deeply care about them, have you ever found how hard it is to do that because you realize that it drains you? Um, 
I found that for sure. Uh, you know, it's not my responsibility to take responsibility for anybody else. I mean, even I've even had to learn this at such the deepest level with my kids, even though I am responsible for them on, you know, certain levels in their physical well-being and, 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 and all of that. I also have had to learn how to walk a very careful line between, um, being a resource for them, but enabling them to find their own resources within. Um, and that's been a, that's been a big journey. You know, that's been a big journey as a parent, um, for both my own self kind of well-being and self-care and for them as well, for them as well. So you're not going to, you're not going to catch me taking responsibility or, you know, saying I have all the answers. And that that's the other thing I talked about this, I think in episode 18 or 17, I forget which one, um, where I don't have all the answers. Um, what I have and what I've come to, what I've come to kind of like, how I've come to peace with this idea that I'm always, it's like I'm always waking up to new awarenesses. And and when I first, um, hold on, I got to take a sip of my tea. It's getting cold. When I first started experiencing all these awarenesses, it was like, oh my God, like, I, I felt like, I felt like I was like experiencing an earthquake all the time. Like, I would, I wanted it to be kind of like one and done and settled. So I'd like have a big awareness about something and I'd be like, okay, now that is the foundation. That is like the ground that I'm walking on. That is like, that's, that's like this big new thing that is like the platform upon which I can build the rest of my life. And then I would have like this other awareness and it wasn't that it per se, contradicted the first one it's not like they went in opposition to each other but it it's like it gave more information to me that made me see the first awareness in a different light at in a different through a different lens and so then I'd be like okay well now that's my new you know, belief and foundation or whatever, because I could feel the truth of it um, in what I was in in what I was kind of experiencing and what I was feeling. Um, but then I would have the next one and the next one, and it started to feel like it was just like you know, like living in the San Francisco Bay Area during like the the period of earthquakes where it was like earthquake 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 like big ones you know like like ground shifting like when is the ground ever going to be settled when is anything ever going to be settled well maybe it will come to be settled at some point and things will kind of like shift into place um but it hasn't happened to me for a while yet um I mean, certain things have for sure. I feel more settled in certain awarenesses. Um, kind of like, and I think it's because I've become more 
uh, acclimated to this. I've become more aware that um, just because I have a new awareness of something, a new awareness of a truth or seeing something in the world doesn't mean, you know, that I don't know. It's like it used to shake my world. It used to rock my perspective. And I I realized it was because I kind of wanted everything to be kind of like settled. I wanted everything to be settled and secure so that I would know for sure. And then I could be okay. And then everything would be okay. And then it would like happen again. And then I'd be like, no. <laughs> so it was like I was fighting against all of that. But it was crazy because these awarenesses were serving me. They were benefiting me. But yet they also left me feeling really unsettled and really unsure and really confused because I also wanted things to be, you know, kind of um, certain and settled. And that's part of the thing that I had to kind of like realize or unlearn. It's like I had been taught that, I wouldn't be safe unless things were known and things were settled and things were safe and things were sure and secure. And that I had to kind of remember and realize and think about and reflect on the fact that my greatest experiences in life have come not at those times. They've actually come from the times when things feel unsettled, um, unsafe, uncertain, and that it's yielded like almost like a like a pot of gold of of new stuff that is what I truly, truly, truly want, um, and yet it's felt very unsettling and unsettled along the way, and so um, I've I've come to learn. And, and realize that part of what I'm learning to do, and this is what I share in this podcast and in all my work, um, is kind of like learning to go with that, learning to uh, allowing myself to remember that I don't need everything to be all set and settled and secure, that that was actually an untruth that I had bought into and that I can be okay regardless. I can be okay. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have to get rid of the earthquakes. I can know that I will just navigate the earthquakes and that that's okay. I'm surviving no matter what. Um, and this is really, you know, when I use the word empowerment, this is kind of like, the way I use that word, it doesn't mean getting power from outside of me. And it doesn't mean um, from someone else. And it doesn't mean power, like, you know, power and influence and that kind of stuff. When I use the word empowerment, empowerment from within, what I mean is, it's like, it's like being in that, um, being in an earthquake and feeling like I have myself. I have a connection with my heart and my soul and my body and, you know, all of me and all of my senses and my energy. And I'm learning how to use it and flow it and understand it and that I'm okay through all of it. 
And um, does it mean that I'm always flying high and it's always what I would call perfect or feeling good? No, um, but I'm okay in all of it, that I'm okay regardless of it. Let me give you an example. Um, when I talked about how some of the greatest, you know, challenging, like earthquakey moments have also led to like really amazing things. Um, so our move to Montana was like that, you know, I mean, we had been wanting, I had been, I had always dreamed of living in the mountains. I didn't know how to do that. Um, I tried to move to Lake Tahoe. Uh, I talked about that in my first podcast. That didn't work out. I would always feel my soul was so connected to like being in and like with alpine mountains around me. Uh, the mountains of Pennsylvania didn't do it when I moved back to Pennsylvania before I had my kids and then I left again. Um, that didn't cut it for me, although I'm glad I grew up in central Pennsylvania with the mountains around me. Um, but they, they're not the kind of mountains that I, I really wanted to live in now. Um, and so here we were living in the Bay Area and um, had moved back to the Bay Area. And I used to love the Bay Area. Um, and, you know, we were living in the East Bay and I was going around kind of like, um, I would like fixate on like small little bits of things that kind of reminded me of the mountains that like my soul was really connected to. Like I would find myself driving on these back roads where there weren't so many people. And I would find myself just looking at the conifer trees and just kind of breathing them in. It's like my soul was trying to speak to me that this is what I loved, but some other part of me kept keeping me in the Bay Area, like under these like weird, like promises, like the kinds of thoughts that went through my head were like, well, if you leave the Bay Area, there's there's no other place you're going to find that's going to have the kind of stuff that you like. Or if you leave, you're going to you're going to not be able to do all this like interesting stuff that's in the Bay Area that you can do if you move to some other place. Meanwhile, I never did any of that stuff anyway. It was just a bunch of craziness. I wasn't at this point in my life going into the city and going into like cool bars and restaurants and stuff like that. I just, I wasn't, and I wasn't going to like art galleries and openings and I wasn't going to museums. I, I wasn't into any of that stuff, but yet the fear of not having that stuff anymore somehow kept me staying in the Bay area. <laughs> it was this crazy, crazy thing that I wasn't even really aware of. So now fast forward COVID hits, right? We're like in massive lockdown in California and, um, we just really, you know, there were a lot of restrictions in California, a lot of restrictions and a lot of things that I don't uh, really buy into as part of um, what was happening that uh, that I, I now found or, you know, I found at that time and I still believe was very disempowering to me. Um, I think that it was critical to my path, though. It was critical to my path and my awareness and my consciousness and where I'm at now. So I don't, I, I think that it was just part of the journey of what I needed to go on. But what ended up happening is um, I just felt like we needed to leave. And it was like we needed to leave because we felt like we had to. 
and we just felt like we had to. And honestly, I kind of think that there's a way in which the circumstances of the lockdowns and COVID caused me enough of a drive to go past the other kind of like voices and beliefs in my head that kind of were stopping me from leaving, um, if you get what I'm saying. And so it was like it it kind of gave me a push off the cliff to go, you know, jump off a cliff into the unknown, which was moving somewhere else. And I didn't know where exactly that was going to be. Now we had come to visit Montana and we had really liked it. And we almost moved here in 2020. And then um, in 2021, we set off to, um, to actually leave the Bay Area, but we weren't sure we were coming to Montana. Um, I mean, we wanted to try, but it looked like the market had gone crazy. So we didn't know if we'd ever find anything or we just decided to put like one foot in front of the other and just go and just kind of like follow our selves, if you will. And it was freaking terrifying. It was so scary. It was not easy. It was not easy. And and this is what I'm talking about. It's like, there were so many times where I just was like, I didn't know if I was going to make it through. Um, I mean, I was tuning into my own guidance. I, I had the following yourself podcast back then I was sharing a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing. But oh my gosh, it was really hard. Um, there were there were massive ups and there were massive, massive downs. And, um, you know, and and then inevitably, inevitably, it wasn't inevitable. We did make it to Montana. And then we were looking for a house for a long time. And then we found this property. And that's a huge story in and of itself. Because we didn't just like, it wasn't just like we walked in and we're like, Oh, yeah, perfect house. Let's just Sorry, I've got a cat scratching my my sofa behind me. Um, art cat, she's my art cat. Uh, but there were like, it wasn't this perfect thing. It wasn't like, you know, we didn't just like arrive and have our realtor show us this house. Like we went through a lot of challenges. Um, I was really sick. I got in the, I was in the hospital. We were living in an RV. We were like frozen to death. Um, I couldn't even function living in 35 feet of an RV anymore. Like we were all kind of losing our minds a bit. Um, but we did inevitably, uh, you know, at, at, through the course of it, end up here. End up, when I say here, I mean this property that I'm sitting in right now in my office overlooking this amazing mountain. And this feeds my soul. This place, this property, this property that didn't even look when we first came to see it, like what it actually is, because we couldn't even see, like, we didn't know we had a view of the mountain. We had no idea. The day we came, there was like a snowstorm. So we had no idea. Um, we didn't really think anything of like, that we weren't trying to get f like five acres or almost five acres. We were just trying to find something we feel connected to. My point with all of this, because this is the conversation about how we ended up in Montana and how we got this house, is kind of like its own 
it's almost like its own case study. But my point with all of this is that this journey was one that was fraught with, um, you know, ups, but a lot of like what felt to me like downs, like a lot of downs in the midst of it. And a lot of like, you know, just using every resource that I had in tuning into myself and my own knowing to navigate through all of those experiences. Um, But learning that I could, you know, learning that I could go through that and I could do that and continuing to learn that I can go through and experience really challenging things. And I, you know, not only can survive it, I actually can find that the experience of it and the, I don't want to say end result of it, but it's kind of like that. It, it leads to amazing blessings. And so this is what I'm talking about when I talk about like the earthquake, like learning how to navigate these earthquakes, like um, the earthquake, one earthquake being like, you know, moving from California to Montana. It was like, it was like a freaking, you know, 10.0 on the Richter scale, as far as I was concerned and my family was concerned. I mean, freaking huge. Changed everything about everything about us and how we lived and how we perceived things and what we want and what we truly want. And this is my point. Um, I navigated all of that and I am. I'm learning and have been learning how to continue navigating this process of having new awarenesses and new um, kind of like deeper connection of my own knowing and my own, my own self. Um, And that continues to evolve and change and that continues to evolve and change in me as I'm listening to my heart and my soul and my body and myself and um, practicing, you know, that whole thing, which is what I call empowering myself from the inside out. And that that journey is what I talk about in this podcast. And so I guess like kind of getting back to you know, if this podcast is not for you, if you're looking for some kind of like quick, you know, step-by-step fix um, or like 10 steps on how to do it and you follow them. I mean, I, I'm certain, I love sharing the things that I've learned. And if someone resonates with that and then that helps them with their journey, I love that. I love it. Um, But that doesn't mean that I am trying to share these simplified steps, um, you know, and I'm, I'm giving you these promises of how to do things because that's, it's just not, I don't know. I've learned that it's an inner job and I've learned that it's about listening to yourself and, um, 
listening to yourself and that it's, it's a process. It's, it's a, it's an evolution. It's a, a, it is becoming more conscious of yourself, more aware of yourself. Um, and that that is the journey. And that's what I talk about in this podcast. Um, I talk about my experiences of doing this and what I've been learning and what I experience and insights that I gain along the way. Um, so that's what I'm going to say on that. Um, other things as to why this podcast may not be for you. Um, if you want things short and to the point and you want me to just summarize the key concepts and like, you know, not give you the context, I'm not your gal. I don't know. I'm, that's just not, I don't know. First of all, I never find that that actually gives, it's never served me to have that. It's never served me. Like, I feel like it's like there's energy that gets missed when someone just summarizes something. It's like the difference between reading um, a Cliff Notes plot summary on Wikipedia or, you know, some website um, versus reading the book. Like, do you get more from the actual book of going through the experience and hearing about it and all that? I'm like the book version. And if you're looking for the Cliff Notes version and and you just kind of like want to take that stuff away and whatever, um, I'm not your gal. And personally, I've found that that does not serve me um, at all. And it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, that's its whole other conversation because I feel like I had a little experience of that with, um, with AI recently with chat GBT, which, uh, would be its own conversation in and of itself, but it relates to that and it relates to kind of like the, I don't know, the hollowness of, of that, um, at least from where, where I was standing, what I was understanding about it right now. So there's that, um, other things as to why this podcast would not be for you. If you are I I think the thing you know what I would really love with this podcast um and I had it I had it in part with my first podcast But then there were other people that didn't fit in this camp. Um, and, and that's part of why I, I walked away from that podcast. But what I would love is I would love to be able to... I, I love sharing things that I've learned. I love sharing my experiences. And I love kind of like synthesizing that not in the podcast format but in other things you know like in products or tools or whatever and sharing it and you know if you can utilize it and it resonates with you cool I would like to be able to offer that that to me is a really cool way for me to work and to create and to be and I love that but separate from that 
I really would love through this podcast to connect with other people that experience or have some kind of resonance with what I'm talking about. Um, not, not because I need it to be validated, but just, just for the fun of it, just for it to be, um, I don't know, there's something about, there's, there's something about, um, the amazing joy of, of being in an experience, tuning into yourself and listening to yourself, but doing it alongside other people that are also doing it, but we all each have respect for each other. And, um, you know, respect for our differences, respect for our similarities. And um, I, I really would love that. I really would love to have that kind of connection with other people that say, Hey, I, I had that experience or I had, um, I had a thought related to this or, or whatever. I, I love getting into conversations like that. And I love, um, talking to people about those kinds of things because what I guess the point that I'm, I'm getting at with this is that what I found is that If I ever feel like I have it all figured out and I'm going to tell other people how to do it all and like it's all set and done, you should come to me because I'm an expert. I'm caught up in some kind of BS lie that I've felt like I needed to do or be or live or whatever. And that crap is something I need to look at. And it it, it is calling me to look at it if it's coming up for me um, because what I found is that I'm always evolving and I have my truth for me and I know and I honor the truth of what I have been learning and experiencing and, you know, the ways in which I've come to really value and appreciate for myself my own insights and awareness and see you know how um valuable they really are to me but I also I also know that this world and this life is this huge expansion it's this huge thing. And for me to ever feel like I am done or I've gotten there or I have the thing now and I'm this, you know, perfect thing or this expert thing and now I'm going to like take everybody else along. And that does not serve me and it doesn't serve you. And I just don't really believe it's true. I believe that we're always expanding in our consciousness and our awareness and um, when we can like work with that, when we can accept that, when we can flow that, 
that is owning our own light, our own power, our own knowing, our own self, the self that we are. We're honoring it. We're loving it. But we're also letting ourselves grow and expand. And when we can do that in conjunction with other people, alongside other people, alongside and not just people, but, um, you know, I do it. I do it alongside my animals. I do it alongside nature. I mean, there's so many things that I learn from like the mountains and the trees and, and, and all the animals, the deer, the wild animals and domesticated animals and, and the chickens I just got and the mice that I have and the lizard that I have and the dogs and the cats that I have and my kids and people and life experiences. I feel like there is just a beautiful world of constant awareness, coming to new awarenesses of beauty and joy and expansion and growth and doing it alongside and with other people or, you know, plants, animals, whatever, um, as well is, is what makes it joyful. You know, it, it, it just changes it. You know, I'm going to close with this one image that came to me from a connecting inward session. I can't remember if I talked about it. I think I talked about trees, um, in one of the episodes, uh, where I was learning about trees, but this ties into that a little bit. So, um, I can look at an individual tree and I can see the, the amazing beauty of the tree. And this, this was shown to me in a connecting inward session. The one day, like I can just, I can just like look at a tree and I can just kind of like zoom in on one tree, you know, like one tree, like right now I'm looking out the window at, at um, our property and there's this like one tree and it's next to all these other trees but I can zoom in on that one tree and I can just see this amazing beauty of that tree this amazing beauty and I can honor it and I can see it and I can like just connect with it but I also can honor and see and connect with like looking at that tree as part of a larger collection of trees, like a forest, right? Like seeing it all in combination. And it's like the forest itself becomes this other thing, but it doesn't mean that each of the individual trees aren't also still their own value. I can zoom in on them. And I guess I kind of feel like if you're tracking on anything that I'm saying here, because I'm just really flowing all of this. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is, it's like I liken that with people, like letting ourselves be that one tree and honoring ourselves and honoring what we are in our own uniqueness and our own treeness, you know, what whatever qualities we have and also enjoying being in a forest enjoying being in a forest and what a collection of trees can be like in comparison to just one tree 
that's what I'm talking about. And there's something so beautiful about both, about both. So, um, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And, uh, as always, it, you know, if you resonate with any of this, cool. And if you don't, cool. Um, think about, you know, first of all, go listen to something else or, <laughs> or think about why is it you don't resonate with it? Cause maybe there's a reason, maybe your guidance is calling you for something else. I don't know. That is your job. Um, but this is what I was called to share. And this is what I wanted to talk about today as to why this podcast may not be for you. But you know what? If you liked this podcast episode and you like the way that I talk and you like some of the things that I'm saying or gives you food for thought, I'd love to connect with you. You know, I'd love to find out that you're listening and I would love to, um, just know that you too are creating from the inside out as well. And so with that, I will end on that note. Until next time. I'm so glad you tuned into today's episode of the Creating from the Inside Out embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves podcast. If you're enjoying this show, hit the subscribe button, share this episode with others, and leave me a rating and review in iTunes. To connect with me, visit me on Facebook and Instagram at the Creating from the Inside Out podcast, where I share related content and support on how we can empower our unique and creative selves from the inside out. To learn more about me and my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O dot com.